With the 13th pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the Toronto Raptors select Brady Dick. Yes, Sarsky. After a horrific, horrific last season, I think we can all agree, probably the worst season to be a Raptors podcaster, a Raptors fan, anyone associated with the franchise, quite a horrible, horrible time. Are you just a little bit more excited or optimistic going into this 2023-24 campaign? Camille, that is all doom and gloom. I, I thought we had a underwhelming season last season, but we certainly weren't bottom feeders. Um, perhaps we didn't live up to our preseason expectations. I can't quite remember where we put us, but we were probably thinking that Raptors would finish at the four or five seed before the season started. So, of course, it was underwhelming. Of course, it didn't go how we planned, but it could be worse. Um, the the way I think you phrased it there, you, you, it sounded like you were describing uh, the Charlotte Bobcats uh, maybe in like 2008, 2009. It wasn't quite that bad. But um, in terms of this upcoming season, I think there is optimism. I think Nick Nurse, with him departing the team, I'm happy for the fresh start. I am happy with our draft picks. I think we're very fortunate with how far down Grady Dick fell in the draft because I think a lot of people had him in the top 10, or at least a lot of the mock drafts did. Um, so, yes, there's optimism for this year, but I still think there's a slight lack of direction because we've signed Pertle now to like a big contract, haven't we? And I don't quite four years know. Yeah, go on. Yeah, four years, 80 million. Four years, 80. So I, I don't know what the idea is there. We traded away a first round draft pick to get him. During the middle of the season, we talked about trading Van Vliet to actually get some value out of him. He goes now for free to the Houston Rockets. So in terms of what Masai's been doing in the past year, I think maybe his performance more than anyone else's should be criticised. Uh, forget the coaching staff, forget any of the players. I think it's maybe time for Masai to be criticised. Of course, we're very happy with the draft picks, but they, they kind of fell in our lap. Um, well, Grady did, did it at least, and the other guy went undrafted. So, of course, he would have he could have fallen in anyone's lap. But yeah, it's optimism, but I don't know if enough has changed. Is it time for Masai's head to roll, Kamel? What do you think? Wow, I mean, I mean, I can't. I, this this episode is not about this denigrating the reputation of the greatest front office in the league. This episode is for looking positively at the Raptors. And I will say it was a disastrous last season, not Bobcats level, but a disastrous 2022-23 season. I want to start by talking about this coach, because as we know, when Nick Nurse replaced Dwayne Casey, everyone was a little bit sus. I mean, it's different because he was in the franchise, but he was an assistant coach who'd never really had a, a job at the top level. And so when the Raptors were interviewing this time around, and I think it was quite obvious the writing was on the wall, Nick Nurse was going to go, there was two names that actually really popped up a lot, and that was Steve Nash, who, of course, had a, a fair to say, mixed uh, experience with the Brooklyn Nets, yeah, yeah. and uh, Sergio Scariolo. And so I thought the latter 
was more likely to make the grade because, of course, he'd actually taken the helm a couple of times when Nick Nurse was uh, out. I think we'd done a couple of episodes of him during during COVID time. And, of course, he's with the franchise. But instead, they went for this guy, Darko Rajakovic. Of course, uh, Serbian. He spent time with the Serbian national team. But his journey is really, really interesting, especially when it comes to becoming in the NBA. He was assistant coach for OKC through those wonderful, wonderful seasons that they had, you know? Uh, they made the playoffs four times in a row. They made the tw- uh, 2016 Western Conference Finals. And he's actually credited for developing players like Steven Adams, uh, like Victor Oladipo. And interestingly enough, one of the players he's credited by media as developing is, of course, new brand-new Raptor Dennis Schroeder, who the Raptors, of course, have signed to a two-year $26 million deal after Van Vliet walked. Yeah. Um, he then went to the Suns, of course, uh, had a brief year there. But most recently, um, he was hired by the Memphis Grizzlies, who, of course, are known for developing their guys. I mean, uh, we can probably list off a number of you know young Grizzlies stars who have sort of come up in the last couple of years. Uh, but what I quite like is his head coaching debut in the NBA was actually a 116-108 uh, win over the Golden State Warriors in 2022. And I, you know, I, it doesn't make sense. I know it's one game. And I know it doesn't matter. But I think, I don't know why I'm positive about him. I don't know why. And then I watched last night's Summer League game. And you know what happened? He said the Raptors-led offense should not only, one, share the ball, but two, the ball should be in Scotty Barnes' hands to distribute. He, This man was hired to make Scotty Barnes the kind of... I don't think we can compare Scotty Barnes to a current NBA star, can we? In terms of his style, I think he's got quite a unique skill set. But he wants to put in his hands, he wants to be a true point forward uh, distributor. So I'm, I'm, liking, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Darko. He said, sometimes you need to make a small step back to take a huge leap forward. And we're hoping for Scotty to have his breakout year for us. So from what you've heard, man, Darko, yes or no? You've got me flummoxed at having a Scotty Barnes comparison. I'm just going around the league and I, I can't really fit anyone in this mould. Um, so I'm just going to ignore that for now because that's probably a good thing that nobody immediately pops to mind as to, oh, he's an exact replica of A, B, or C. No, I, I can't really think of anyone. Uh, in terms of what I heard, I like. Me like very much. Um, we talked about last season how the ball was really it was getting stuck in Fred's hands and the lack of offensive identity we we talked about it wasn't last season it was a season and a half two seasons we've actually been talking about it even the previous season where we had um, more success towards the latter half of the season um we still it was glaring to us in certain games where it really just relied on shot making with 10 to 5 to 10 seconds left on the shot clock um not sustainable, not sustainable in the offense, uh, in the playoffs, not sustainable in the regular season. Some games we'd score 120, some games would be, you know, 85, 90 points. Um, and it was telling that basically any point guard in that system really struggled to consistently play make. And we put it in Siakam's hands to try and do it. And um, I think off ball movement was a big one. Very, very, very little off ball movement. No, no, you know, off ball screen setting, any of that. Like that was 
maybe deemed to be too fancy for this team. Maybe we didn't want to turn the ball over. I, I don't know what the thinking was, but what do we want to look like offensively, Kamel? It's it's a massive sh sh shot in the dark, uh, or maybe it's a massive stretch with the personnel that this team has, but look at what the Sacramento Kings looked like with a properly coached offense. Of course, they have the shooters that we don't. They have quite a um, whether it's Buddy Hield or you know De'Aaron Fox was a scorching hot from three last uh, last season. Um, Sabonis is a decent three point shooter. Uh, it, unless I'm being stupid, Malik Monk. Um, but yeah, they have quite a few really good three point shooters. We we maybe don't, but look at who we just drafted in this year's draft. So, um, uh, what do you have to say about that, Kim? Yeah, I mean, I just want to go through the personnel, really. Um, before we touch on uh, 13th pick, Grady Dick, we've got to look at who the Raptors have brought in, and that is, of course, the aforementioned Dennis Schroeder. Now, if we kind of look at the Raptors going forward, we're going to see likely is Scotty Barnes kind of starting at the point guard position, the kind of unorthodox point forward point guard position, and Dennis Schroeder playing that veteran role off the bench, maybe getting 15, 20 minutes. Next to him, of course, as you mentioned, one of the best shooters in this year's draft. He shot over 40% from three in college. He's known as the kind of, yeah, as we say, the really, really good sniper. How do you think he fits into this Raptors offense, especially when you consider kind of Gary Trent Jr., OG, um, who, might, who might bounce back this year in terms of their shooting? Do you think he starts straight away? Do I think he starts straight away? No. No, no, just for no the way. name to no mention way. there. But does he start at any point this season? Maybe not. But I think I my hope is that his role gets to, like you know, 20, 25 minutes a game. Tyler Hero-esque for the Heat. Maybe not scoring 20 points a game, but if by, if by the end of the season he's contributing 10 on reasonable efficiency, that's good for a player in his mould. Because often these guys who are shoot first kind of players, they do actually tend to, uh, and ones who maybe aren't superstars in terms of creating their own shot, he's decent. He can go off the dribble and all this kind of thing, but he's not um, he's, he's not creating his own shot with his own handle, let's say. Um, so I think, yeah, if we, we can get like 10 points off him of reasonable efficiency by the end of the year, off the bench, playing him 20 minutes a game when he's not a liability on off on defense, that would be a very good season for him. Well, I just want to know if a five-foot-seven guy can make it. I mean, it would be wonderful if he does. It gives hope to it gives hope to all the short kings in this world. But it'll be interesting. I think he's one of those wild card picks. I mean, he said he's thrilled to join the Raptors. I think he's making some uh, kind of. He's got that audacity. He's got that flair. Raptors are expecting big things, according to uh, sources on the team. It just depends, you know, he comes up against, you know, traditional bigs and, you know, he's likely to get swatted. He's likely maybe to have the Van Vliet effect. It just depends how clever he is with his distribution, how clever his decision-making is. Um, I think there's, it's one to watch. It's one to watch. But, of course, with Van Vliet leaving, another short guard coming in, could we replace him on the cheap quite interestingly? Interesting enough. So um, you mentioned before Jakob Pertl. Resigned. Obviously going to be a big part of this team. He's going to start as center. And if we look at the starting lineup, we're looking at Scotty, Gary Trent, OG Siakam, and Pertle as the starting lineup. Do you think he offers this team enough? I'm a massive fan. 
massive fan of how they changed this team, especially the uh, All Star last year and the trade deadline. Sorry, yeah. But to you, you seem doubtful, and I want to know why. I think the listeners don't want to know why. We were forced into this move because we gave up a first round draft pick. I'm, it's not any condemnation of Pertle. It's a condemnation of the squad construction. We're not, we can't compete. In my opinion, we're not championship or title contenders. With the current contract situation in the NBA, five years, the max any player is getting now. Four years, typically you're giving that to your young players who, you know, uh, you kind of want them slightly on the longer ends just because you maybe see some potential in them. You don't want them to leave in free agency if they do live up to their potential. I don't think it needed to be four years. That that's quite inflexible in terms of timing, in my opinion. Um, I think we, I would have even been happy with say like three million, uh, three years, seventy million, or three years, sixty-five million, something like that, um, because I don't see us competing for the next three, four years. I, I don't think we're in that kind of timeline. Um, so that that that's why I'm a little bit disappointed with that. Um, but yeah, I, in terms of what he contributes to the team, yeah, positive. We needed a big man. He fills that role. Solid, solid big man. We've been crying for it for two years, so I have no problem with signing him. But just maybe the length of the contract, I'm probably not so happy with. You know what? That's the kind of uh, nuanced and thoughtful take I have come to expect from you. On the, I have nothing to say to the contrary. Uh, disappointingly. Um, but I want to know what you hear about, what you think about Jalen McDaniels. I mean, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. Um, the Raptors, of course, using their kind of mid-level exception to sign him. Um, I mean, what, is, what does he bring? Is he actually going to make an impact this season? Is he going to play like a, a really old, garbage time role? Or is he actually... Does he have, does he have some potential? I mean, he's been in the league a couple of years. Does he have some potential? Yeah, interesting pickup. Um, I'm mixing him up with. I'm pretty sure there's a McDaniel's on the Timberwolves who I really like. Unless I'm again, I'm going stir crazy. Um, this, this guy was the Charlotte with the Hornets for years, and then briefly to last year. Ah, uh, okay. So there's Jaden and Jalen McDaniels. I've actually watched a fair bit because I've watched the Timberwolves quite a lot. Uh, Charlotte, I did. I watched about three games of Charlotte last year. Um, actually, when looking at Jalen, actually, he paid no, for. I don't blame you for that. Oh, so he paid for Philly last year, but he only played twenty four games. So I, I never actually came across him playing for yeah. Philly last year. Uh, oh, he must have been traded mid season. Okay, that makes sense. I yeah I haven't watched Charlotte properly um, yeah. like in a year and a half. So I I know his brother and I assume they're twins because they're looking very very like. One's called Jaden McDaniel's and one called Jalen McDaniel's. Um, I like his brother. When I've seen for the Wolves, I like his brother. He's got good length, good defender. He's versatile defender. I don't know if Jalen's game is similar, but I don't I know. He's twenty five. Uh, again, he's a flyer. I, th- I think genuinely Masai's got a fe- fetish for 6'9". And, you know, that it's actually a terminology used in that world. Um, so 
uh, Masai, uh, get your head out of the dirt. Yeah. Um, it's either six nine or five seven with this team, Kamel. So uh, what, what, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, ten points a game. You know, forty five percent from the field. It's okay. I mean, his contract is two years, nine million. It's not a massive deal if he yeah. doesn't follow through. Anyway, I mean, that's a uh, that's really a wrap of what the Raptors have done. There's not too much. I mean, there's a lot of things just to keep an eye on. Summer league has just got underway. We're kind of looking for signs that this team is more ball sharing than last year. This team has a little bit more emphasis on running plays through Scotty. Um, I'll be interested to see how the likes of Siakam fit in. But we'll have to, of course, wait through preseason for those players to come out. But I'm strangely positive, like I said at the start of the episode. I think there's there's good moves. There's a couple of flyers there. And, you know, one of them works out and suddenly Masai looks like a genius. Um, let's just hope that, you know, let's just hope Dick can keep rising, right? Uh, God, Kamel, Kamel, Kamel. Uh, haram, extremely haram. What I will say, I think to end this off nicely after that just vulgarity, disgusting comment, um, congrats to Fred VanVleet. Honestly, securing yourself 40 million a year for three years, you've, I can't believe he got that contract. Well done to Fred VanVleet. that season. It's three three years, I think 130 or 140 million. I can't believe it. Fred, you're a fucking legend. I'm very, very happy for you. You did so much for the city. Good on you. Well done for securing the bag. Absolutely no other team in the league would have played that, but it doesn't actually hurt them too much because they had a lot of uh, cap space anyway. So well done to Fred. Yeah, uh, no hard feelings, I think. But yeah, getting that back last season... Excellent, excellent work. I so thank you, agent. Fred. And hello, Mark. We need it badly. We need yeah. it to get that bag. But <laughs> bye, Fred. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Marquise. Hello, Scotty. PG Scotty. I think that's and the hello. name of the episode sorted out. Well, this has been boring. <laughs> yeah, man. Hello to the 2020. Been season. Let's end it on that. Cheers, everyone. This has been boring. Follow us on Twitter at Balling in the Six. Make sure you subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you find us. Give us five star rating, and we will be back later in preseason. All right. Thank you, everyone. Take care.